Welcome back, everybody, to another Eats Beat podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. I'm Bud Kennedy. I'm Robert Philpott. And Steve Wilson. You know, Valentine's is over, nearly over. We've got that the, the whole weekend uh, of specials. I know some restaurants are trying to stretch it into Sunday. I think they're trying to have, like, Valentine's weekend or something going on. So as, as we're recording, it's still below before Valentine's Day. By the time you hear this, it probably will be Valentine's Day. But I am still getting people saying, hey, can you put me in this list? Right. <laughs> so uh, even the people, even the restaurants are procrastinating in, in getting into the roundup. So um, that's the list of all the, uh, the Valentine places to uh, eat. Right. Which is on DFW.com. Mm-hmm. I hope that they actually get their Valentine special you know, ready by Valentine's Day. I think some of these restaurants are not going to have one ready until like Saturday or Sunday, it seems like. So you you, you can get, uh, as Bud said, a lot of places are stretching Valentine's Day into February 16th and 17th, if you happen to be listening at this time, uh, you know, before those dates. Um, and then there, there are just some places where you can go and have a nice romantic tacos for two. Yeah. You know, it's, some places are just making Get it very the simple. Waffle, the Waffle House is dimming the, wa- the lights you know, again. I've never done the Waffle uh-huh. House thing, but that uh, that does intrigue me. This I one. saw where the Soul Man's has a brisket for two all weekend for $13. But I, I really kind of like the Blue Mesa deal. The Blue Mesa uh, $75 dinner for two, seafood tenderloin, and 64-ounce margaritas. Uh, do we need a big gulp margarita? I, I can that's 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 that'll pi- put you in the mood yeah, that, that's, a, that's a picture right there <laughs> the uh and I, I apologize for fussing so much about the idea that you should go to valentine's at a gas station i now have been informed that chef point cafe has a hundred dollar uh, like extra special valentine's dinner they're doing and they're doing it all weekend i think through sunday so you can still have it the chef point is not an ordinary uh, it's as it's not ordinary gas station food. It's a sit-down restaurant. They do um, some of their dishes on the regular menu are upward of twenty, thirty dollars. It's not you know you're not talking gas station tacos here with Chef Point Cafe. They are due to open a second location. Can you still get gas at Chef Point? You know I I'm not even sure if you can, but oh. it does feel like a convenience store. It does yeah. it does. Um, I, it's on Mutaga Road. Um, can go buy it. And I usually notice the, shit, the cafe before I notice any gas station. The part. first time I walked in, I was impressed because uh, on top of this uh, stack of Quaker State motor oil cases, there was a sign saying, Tonight's special, Duck a l'Orange. And I'd never thought of having Duck a l'Orange <laughs> in the same place where you could get Quaker State motor oil. You probably never thought of having Oxtail there either. No, I didn't. But I, I'm very impressed now that I know you that you can act. Not only can you have a fine dining dinner in a gas station, you can pay $100 like at B&B or someplace and, and, and this, have dinner in a gas station. And this was something where uh, they would give him a loan for a gas station, but not a restaurant. Right, so, front son so, lazy. So they, he tricked them and, and made a restaurant out of a gas station. Right, he's the gas the the gas pumps are only a front right. you know, for the, you know, the the real fine dining that's going on in the background so uh, so Valentine's we put that behind us and then we come up to are there going to be any Washington's birthday dining special well you know in a way there are because <laughs> although there is President's Day which is on the 18th if, if you grew up remembering that Washington's birthday is on February 22nd by pure coincidence, that is National Margarita Day. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> so you will if pour one out for George. Pretty yeah. Pretty much any restaurant that serves margaritas, which I think in Dallas Fort Worth is most of them, is going to have some sort of margarita special. We've been getting a lot of stuff from like Cantina Laredo, 
um, Mikasina, places like this that, you know, Blue Mesa. Where would you pick? Where would you go for a margarita? You know, one of my favorite margaritas, uh, we did a margarita uh, best of a, a couple taste of years around. ago. Yeah. And one, and one I was favorite, not part of that challenging task. It looked of, like a very arduous assignment. One of my favorites was at uh, Woodshed. Yeah. Uh, Woodshed Smokehouse, which has a very good margarita. Um, also a fan of the ones at, um, there's like a, a jalapeno margarita at Taco Heads on um, on Montgomery across the street. from That is a really good margarita. And you will um, now get a prime view of Dickie's Arena, which is right across the street from Taco Heads, especially if you if you sit outside. Uh, it, was a, it was a great place to go during the stock show because there was you you can if you could sit outside and sit Montgomery Street side, you get all the people watching. It's a great place show. to go during the stock show because you can have margarita and you're not in the stock show. Right, so. right. Yeah, Riata also has a jalapeno infused margarita. And and Tim Love was famous in New York for the uh, muddled jalapeno, fr- mm-hmm. uh, fresh jalapeno margarita. And I, it's still excellent at Lonesome Dove. And then I, I'll mention the new restaurant in South Lake, uh, Herencia, that opened up uh, that replaced Michula. Herencia kept Michula's prickly pear margaritas which you know it was worth fighting traffic on south lake boulevard for a prickly pear margarita so i i don't think unless you're like going into an italian restaurant or something like that i don't think you're going to have a challenge finding a margarita on margarita day uh just have your favorite there's a lot of them at at dallas fort worth okay so but now in in austin they're more of a dry margarita they're more like the mexican martini uh where it's uh where it's just simple there's not none of this really sweet mix. I mean, I don't like any of the sweet mix. And a lot, and a lot of the places go beyond just the the lime margaritas, yeah. as you mentioned, the prickly pear margarita, yeah. Um I it's I'm not the I'm not the big margarita drinker in the family. I am more the craft beer guy. But um, uh, my wife will um, generally, if we're at Mikasina, that's one of the things she she likes there uh, is is their margaritas. There, and I should point out here one of my uh, food hacks for Fort Worth. One of my you know great food hacks is when you go to Joe T's, people talk about the margaritas. They have more than one margarita. Order the top shelf, or then order the Martine, uh, which is the super premium. That's a uh, that's a Grand Marnier margarita. They have. They have really good deluxe margaritas, Joe T's. Don't just take the one off the shelf or try them all. Yeah, uh, and Joe T's, uh, um, part of the experience for me at Joe T's was actually going when it was crowded. Uh, we went on a Saturday night uh, once. My, my wife was actually working on a story about the uh, huge patio at, at Joe T's. Seats 2,000. And you can... Um, Get the margaritas in line, and let's just say it kind of adds to the communal experience to drink margaritas with a few friends, and you might make a few new friends. As while you're everybody's in line. passing the pitcher up and down the line. Right. Yeah, it's, there's some. I think that they've now arranged it so that the liquor laws apply to the entire 2200 block of North Commerce. You can <laughs> yeah, just no, distribute margaritas. No, you can see them just walk up the steps and, and get their margarita, get back yeah. back in line very orderly. You yeah, because it's, so. it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a big thick line, and you think all this shifting back and forth the you know people get upset but no they're you know oh you're getting your margarita fine yeah, i'll save yeah. your place well i i like this we've gone from uh from valentine's to heavy drinking very <laughs> quickly and so uh, yeah, I, I think that's a good prospect for february what is going on we have some new restaurants we have a new maybe a new place to have a margarita open in crockett row uh so uh el bolero uh cocina mexicana which um 
is uh, their menu is inspired by um, kind of a pan-Mexican, all regions of Mexico, uh, is finally opening. It was announced in the summer of uh, 2017. It's finally opening on uh, February 15th in Crockett Row at West 7th. There are a couple of locations in Dallas. Uh, if you're used to, like, um, I, the, the place that the menu reminds me the most of is, uh, is Mesomaya, a little right. more upscale Mexican. Um, some some of the dishes uh, will run you, you know, $30. Even the enchiladas uh, are, like, around $15. Um, but it's, it's not your average Tex-Mex. It's a little more adventurous menu, um, and I'm, I'm very curious about it. Um, it's part of a uh, company that also owns uh, Pakpao. Pakpao Thai, which was announced at the same time and is due to open in the summer, but we still don't have a solid date for Pakpao Thai. Uh, El Bolero is in the former Tillman's, Tillman's Roadhouse space in uh, West 7th. And, Crockett Row. Uh, Crockett Row at West 7th. And Pakpao Thai is in the former Rafaine Brazilian Steakhouse. Brazilian, so they're across the street from each other. Well, you know that... This is an interesting full circle because the original chef for El Bolero in Dallas was hired away from Hacienda San Miguel in Crockett Row to launch El Bolero. And, of course, um, so now El Bolero is back. And then uh, the Pac Pal was started by Chef Eddie, who had had Chef Eddie's in in, uh, Montgomery Plaza and Crockett Row. Uh, And so he was the original uh, Pac Pal chef. So you have... You have some uh, some you know returning um, mm-hmm. you know some some recipes returning here that, that come back. Now we have other uh, we have new we have a, a Tim Love restaurant that's just sort of on the horizon. It's kind of like a, a something fuzzy coming into mm-hmm. view, just barely poking its head over the horizon. We don't know too much about it yet, but we can see that Tim Love apparently has uh, taken over what used to be Thurber Mingus on White Settlement Road. And that there is a liquor license in for a new restaurant there named Giselle, and we don't know anything else about it. But he has said that his new restaurant will be a uh, be mostly a patio restaurant with uh, a full garden, a lot of uh, house grown uh, herbs and vegetables, and uh, patio dining, and a, a small inside space. So, uh, some sort of garden restaurant, and um, you know we can. We can speculate, you know, Garden French or Garden Italian. It that, sounds that makes sense for the location because yeah. that, that's what they – Thurmingas was a big patio area. So, Of course, that whole area originally, those were the, the Greek immigrants' produce farms. That's mm-hmm. the uh, George's Grocery right next to it, the Furpus family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the and then the Papa John family across the river. That The uh, Greek immigrants who came to Fort Worth in the early part of the 20th century, and uh, some of them worked in the packing houses, but others farmed produce, and they planted – produce and ran produce farms up and down the trinity uh there off white settlement road and george's grocery started out as the family produce state that's always been a very green area i don't know right. if they get a lot of rain or what or if it's just the moisture from the river or what but it's always been a very green area it's a good growing area and there were there were produce farms along that part of the west fork and also along the uh the part of the West Fork where it crosses, where Henderson crosses too. Mm-hmm. So those, those were very less. So I hope he'll capture some, recapture some of that tradition. It sounds like it's going to be exciting, and at some point he'll tell us more about it. And he has a good, he has a good history with uh, patios. Um, you know, Woodshed has right. one of the best patios in town. Um, uh, it's kind of hidden, but Lonesome Dove has a very nice patio along Marine in, Creek. That's right. And uh, um, we we kind of discovered this one time 
it's in the back of the restaurant. You don't really you know see it. It's little Marine Creek has a little. It's almost a little, like a little nice river a little walk river walk, yeah, and the um, nice federally funded river walk. And they uh, they have uh, parties and receptions and reunions back there, and it's really nice. Now a little to the west of this, uh, the old Thurber Mingus location. We have a new barbecue. Is going to be the second location of Heim Barbecue, which has been. Uh, uh, kind of long-awaited, the Himes announced that it would open in early March. No solid date there yet. Um, I think um, they have some experience from delayed openings with the original Heim on uh, the, the original Heim brick and mortar on Magnolia, which they had been trying to open in May of the year that it opened. It was 2016, if I remember correctly. And uh, it took them till August to open it. But I think they're a little more experienced with opening a brick and mortar now. I think they're gonna hit this date. The new Heim, the Heim on Magnolia has three smokers. The new one has eight smokers. Eight smokers. So if you live directly south of there in the in the River District neighborhood, basically everything you own is going to smell like oak from okay. now on. Which is which is not a bad thing. No, you're, I mean, if you like barbecue, you're in exactly the right place. Yeah, we're going to have Heim opening, and then Panther City is building a uh, brick and mortar, and then we're, we'll have Flores truck setting up at Clear Fork in April, and we're about to become the world headquarters of barbecue. And then there's uh, Derek Allen, right, uh, in the old Paco and John space. And on, you know, uh, he, I keep thinking he's going to open, but I think he's enjoying doing videos about not opening so much. <laughs> he may do some more videos about not opening. Uh, before he finally opens he's put up 12 episodes now of, of opening your own restaurant and he's not even open so i'm looking forward to see what else derek allen does um well let's see okay we have we have that's the news of the of the week um you know we were going to talk a little bit about uh, like mardi gras and lent coming up i think we can do that in a week or two uh, and talk about it unless there's something like new uh you know, I, right now we have the usual suspects yeah. on, on uh, Mardi Gras, um, Rezus, Papado, um, the uh, more local, the more locally based tributary cafe on Race Street, um, uh, Tricky Fish. Right. So it, we can kind of make this a call and say, where's going to be good for Mardi Gras or for seafood during Lent? And, you know, kind of let us know. I mean, yeah, tributary, I think, comes to mind. Uh, Steve, I know you want to talk about Papado, too. And yeah. The, yeah no, all the, 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 yeah. Glory, the glory of Papado. So. Yeah, no, that's one of those forgotten restaurants that's huge and uh, big plates of food. And, and the wait staff is really nice. So. It's forgotten until you go on a Saturday night and yeah. it's an hour away. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. not. It might be forgotten by us, but not by the mm-hmm. general public, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, and we were talking about barbecue. And you're, it, what's the... Uh, What's the uh, pop-up that you're going to? Oh, yeah. It's the uh, uh, Martinez, uh, the Tokyo Cafe. Tokyo and, Cafe yeah, and Bricks Barbecue. Bricks, Bricks yeah. Barbecue. They're going to do a, a pop-up. Uh, it's like $35 a person, and it's supposed to be all smoked, and there'll be like some Asian influence and stuff, so it'll be interesting. So it's like Tokyo Barbecue. Right. Uh-huh. And is that uh, the weekend after Valentine's that we're talking here? Is that uh, it, the following yeah, week? Yeah, yes, uh, it's this Sunday. So, uh, Sunday, so that's uh-huh. Sunday night, the 18th, I guess, right, coming uh-huh. up. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm, I'm sorry if you missed that, but it does sound like a cool deal. Is that it? Tokyo Cafe? Is that Tokyo Cafe? Right. Okay. Does, yeah, they're closed on Sunday, so that's the reason why he does it at that time. You know, the other thing, I just wanted to talk about cheesesteaks for a minute because I had this great cheesesteak at Enchiladas Olay this week. And um, I know everybody talks about the Swiss Pastry Shop cheesesteak. I love the cheesesteak at Swiss Pastry Shop. They're doing a great job at Swiss Pastry Shop. 
I think Mary did a pretty good job with his cheesesteak at Enchiladas Olay. She was on a trip to Philadelphia, and she went to Pat's King of Steaks, and she talked to you know the people there, and she has pictures of her with the the current Pat, and the uh, and you know learning about cheesesteaks, and then she came back home, and what she does, she takes her smoked brisket, mm-hmm. and she uses thin slices of brisket instead of shaved steak, and so it's brisket and her jalapeno queso so it's a white cheddar queso uh-huh. and uh, just kind of mixes all that together on a fantastic sandwich so it's it's a brisket uh, jalapeno queso on a fresh bun that she gets from guanajuato bakery mm-hmm. and lots of peppers lots of flavor and it's you know it's it's like barbecue and queso all in one so uh, you can't go wrong so yeah. it's not a purist cheesesteak but then neither no. is the one at swiss pastry well the right. texas cheesesteak at swiss pastry isn't for purists it's either. a pecan smoked you know, meat too i think um the um and of course, instead of a Philly cheesesteak, she says, "Well, you know, we're not going to have a Philly cheesesteak around here. This is a cowboy cheesesteak, so <laughs> it's her cowboy cheesesteak with queso." Yeah, the uh, you know the Philly cheesesteaks. I've always heard that the real secret to that is that it's the bread. You know, the water in Philadelphia it makes a really good bread, and that's uh, that was why Philly cheesesteaks are you know so different than the other, or, or better. You know, and that was from. Uh, a boss ahead that was from Philadelphia. That's huh. what he well, that'd me. be interesting <laughs> since you know Fort Worth is known for good water for pizza crust and most of all good water for Miller and Coors beer, which mm-hmm. is brewed here. So it'd be interesting. But the the Tellera bread at uh, Guanajuato Bakery yeah, is what uh, is what Enchiladas Olay uses. It makes a great bread. You know, to- buttered and toasted. Up. I'm I'm always interested. I've, there's a story I think kind of a dream story that I've never quite got off the ground, which is the Homesick, tra- homesick transplants guide to uh, Tarrant County or Dallas Fort Worth food. Like if you're from Philadelphia, have you found a good uh, cheesesteak in um, in Fort Worth? And do we care? And um, you know, another place that does a Texas cheesesteak is uh, Fixture. Um, so, uh, Fixture on Social Magnolia. Lounge yeah. on, on Magnolia. They do one that's kind of similar to the the the. Um, the one on uh, the the but Swiss the, pastry one, but the, there's a famous one in Watauga, right? Uh, it's called, uh, and I have not been here yet. It's on 377. It's, it's got a real clear name: Burgers and Philly Shack. I think that's that they have burgers and Philly, and it looks like a shack. Uh, I haven't been in it yet, but it's been around for a long time. The the reviews, the online reviews, are good. Um, so um, that might be where you go for the purest. Well, and there's Fred's Downtown Philly, which has locations in Grapevine and Bedford, and it intermittently has a location in South Fort Worth. I think it's open now. So, and Fred's Downtown Philly is pretty good too. So, so and uh, and they they kind of go from their menu. They kind of go to you can get the purest cheesesteak, right. but then you can go wild. It's like a the, bit too. the rodeo go to Philly's. Right. They yeah, have like yeah. the, uh, we like the uh, the pastrami. Uh, cheesesteak they do they mix pastrami with the with the cheesesteak meat that and, sounds and, like my kind of sandwich and fred's fred's does and, that right fred's does that they, right. this is not fred's cafe but fred's downtown phillies so. mm-hmm. is that so that's out in your neighborhood yeah is there's it, one is the one in south fort south Worth south right? yeah they yeah. closed for a while then reopened so yeah. it was kind of i wasn't for sure what was going on with that but uh, but they closed and reopened yeah, so yeah fred's downtown philly is not um it's a lot of places but it's not downtown right and it's uh, that's right and it, it's started in downtown it's starting downtown Dallas? Maybe not even. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's downtown Philly is the reference. Okay, well, so we've covered we've covered cheesesteaks 
and uh, and all the new openings and all the uh, leftover Valentine news. So we'll, we'll come back. Let us know where to go for seafood or Mardi Gras. We'll talk about that on yeah. an upcoming. And maybe some cheesesteaks, too. And, and yeah, definitely let us know where you go for cheesesteaks. Uh, email us. Follow us on Twitter at rphilpot or TX Weekend Chef or Eats Beat. And until next week, I'm Bud Kennedy. I'm Robert Philpot. And Steve Wilson. 